Before we get into today's episode of the pod, you guys have to subscribe because I'm looking at you and you're not subscribed to the channel yet and you have to hit the notification bell because you're not going to know when I post if you don't have notifications when I post. Make sure to like the video, you guys, so I know you guys are enjoying these episodes. Make sure to follow my social medias. I will pop them on the screen so you can stay up to date with everything to do with this podcast. And then don't forget to check out the Spotify version. The link will be in the description for that as well. Finally, I am a sports writer, so make sure to check out the take.sport.blog so you can read the best sports articles ever. You will not regret clicking that link. So make sure to click that link below. Well, let's go ahead and get into today's pod, you guys. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Take Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Burleson, of course. And in today's episode, I got a special guest back for the second time, uh, Isaiah Brown, uh, Jackson College uh, forward. Uh, thanks for hopping on, dude. Man, I'm glad to be here, man. I, I just appreciate another opportunity, you know, talk some hoops with you. You know, I mean, just to, you know, I want to address the elephant in the room, though. Describe the background that you have to everybody watching. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's it's my it's my uh, my MVP runner up, man. Nikola Jokic, you know, I had to bring out the uh, his 2K16. It was his 2K16 uh, player, (laughs) player, and nah, bro, it, it just. I think just looking back over time, it was just funny. You he's I mean? got to be like a 68 overall in that game. And now he's like possibly going for this third MVP. It's honestly crazy. I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Dude, Um, I also is he, got – Is he MVP? Is he MVP this year? Who's your MVP to start? Oh, mine? Mine? Yeah. Uh, honestly, bro, and it, it is. It's so biased. It's honestly all biased. I got Joel Embiid. I, you know, I would say the same thing, but I think Jokic is just going to get it just because they have the number one seed in the West. And just yeah. because he does so much for that team, like passing the rock and rebounding. I mean, he's a point center. Like I've said that so many times, nobody listens to me. They're just like, Oh, like, you know, he's, he's a point center, bro. His game. I would, and that's the thing. It's like I can never knock Jokic's game as much as it's like a deal of just when it comes down to the the game, he he plays the game in a way kind of like, you know, when you look at guys like a lot of European players, they're making just the right plays. You know what I mean? It's like their skill, like, you know what I mean? Like between him and Luca, especially, I see it the most, you know, yeah. where it's like they, they tend to really separate and just be able to like, ball out you know so that I, i'll give him that especially because it was like he was the front runner when he was at he was averaging a triple double still of course but he was like at what 24 i think he averaged and now he's at like 26 i think he averaging like i think he averaged 25 per game this yeah. year but like Embiid is obviously averaging like he's like averaging like 32 points a game i mean come on like you got to give it yeah. to him but like for him like it's just I don't know. That Sixers team, man. I just, I can't, 
I can't get on that bandwagon because they got washed up James Harden, who, by the way, had eight points last night. This, like, is is he okay? Is this the year? Is this the last year for the Sixers to really get it done? Contention wise, I think as long as you have a player of the caliber of like Embiid, you'll always contend. Like you'll always be able to get to the playoffs. You'll always be able to. It's like those upper echelon guys that just do that for teams. And if you can keep pieces around them, it's like how far you you go is always going to be, you know, very dependent upon just your team's ability to put it together at the right times. But it's like for the Sixers, it's it's odd because it's like, Doc Rivers, you know, I mean, Doc being a coach, Doc's a winning coach to the degree of the Celtics. And that's really it. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. You know, I mean, it's hard to gauge like what can be because it's like on paper, it sounds like we should be the team that's winning. You know, I mean, a lot of the time. Yeah, because you guys got you guys got stars. You guys got not just Harden and Embiid, but you got Maxi, you got Tobias Harris. I don't Tobias Harris, I think, is the guy that is gonna have to play well for you guys to actually make it to the finals because everyone else can play decent but he has to be the guy that's got to be able to get you 30 at least one or two games in a series yeah and i mean even but here's the thing though and this is where like kind of it shows a lot within the escape of the like the landscape of the league right now like maxi I mean, just in regards to being that scoring guard, he's you've seen it a bunch of times. He can fill it up even in the playoffs. He did it a few times against the Raptors, you know what I mean, last year. And it's like kind of knowing that, like, we got him, you know what I mean, like as a younger player to go. And I think – I don't know, bro. It's like it's enough weapons for the team to always be successful, but it's a matter of, like, you got to have enough production out of your – out of like Harden, I mean, I think at this point, he's going to be but like, yeah, like, and I mean, that's not, you know, what the game comes down to. Of course, there's, you know, defense and just, you know, runs and when the runs are and all of those things. But which, it's like, which Harden hasn't really been able to play defense at all in his career. I mean, and now he's just getting older. I mean, but he did have 13 assists last night. And that's kind of what role he's like began to like flourish in. So it's like him just being a threat will always make, you know, a good enough, like he'll always be considered a threat. There's no point. I think that as long as James Harden is in the NBA, he'll not be considered a threat by the team that's defending him on the strength of it's like, if the guy gets high, it's like, what do you do? It's not, you know what I mean? He's like, so yeah, eight points is like, <laughs> bad but it's like you know what i mean the 13 assists just kind of shows more or less like think about what jason kidd was to that mavericks team that beat you know the heat in 2011 and like kind of just understanding that yeah Hard's not going to defend as well but he also kind of gives you a bit more offensively you know what i mean so it's like i feel like he's not the same hardened but i don't think he's entirely washed i just think that Harden's in a space where it's like people he's older and it's like his game has changed but it's like he's just so how many more years of prime do you think james harden's even in his prime right now nah i wouldn't say he's in his prime i mean maybe mentally which is like a really big thing as a basketball player but it's like 
in order to truly be in your prime, I think that's where, like, you know, I I would say your IQ and your basketball, like, ability is, like, at its most heightened. Like, your physical ability is at its most heightened. But, like, in regards to just your ability to go out there and have the ambition to play hard, I, I think when yeah. you have that match with, like, your IQ at its best that it'll be at at that point, I think that's, like, you know, considerably most people's prime, you know? I mean, it's easy for him to use his IQ now because he doesn't have to yeah. score the ball every single time down the floor. Because, like, when he was on yeah. the Rockets, I mean, it was just pretty much him. And then he had CP3 kind of just there. I mean, he I don't, I don't yeah. know. I mean, CP3 is just – I don't think he's ever going to get a ring, bro. And this Suns team is going to choke. I'm telling you guys right now, I said – Okay, so last podcast, I did a what if, if the Clippers don't have Paul George. I said, if the Clippers don't have Paul George, Clippers are going to lose. But actually, I think Clippers are going to win that series regardless now because Kawhi Leonard is that dude. He is that dude. Yeah. He's, I don't know, he's got Katie's number. Every time they play, Kawhi always gives it to him. He gives him 30. He plays great defense. And then Paul George comes back. Come on. Like you got two great two-way players just able to score the basketball and play defense at a high level. I don't I don't yeah. see them losing, bro. And they're deep. Like they got a bunch of other dudes around them. Like Zubak is a very underrated big man, in my opinion. Mason Plumley was showing up too. Bro, Mason he's just a good dude. role player. Like he just plays his role. He passes the ball well for a big man. He was catching lobs and shit, though. I'm saying he was really like, <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm not gonna lie. That's one thing I, that take you had given. I, I honestly, I, I won't even lie. I did disagree. I'm like, bro, fuck no. The Suns are shitting on the, the Clippers, especially with Kawhi. Like, but I'm still, just seeing like I mean, he, still, he, he had, yeah, he just like not died yeah. after a loose ball. I'm just like, bro, do you want to win a championship or not? Like, he's just like standing over the ball. Like, as another guy is literally on his legs trying to get the ball, you know, like, what do you just get on the ground? Like, if you want to win that bad, like, if you want to compare yourself to Kobe, which is absolutely insane. If someone compares that to Kobe, no, that's incredible. That's crazy, dude. Like, that's the most ridiculous thing. (laughs) You can't stylistically. Hey, look, 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 I'll be honest with you. Stylistically, the comparisons are came about like because of just it's almost a trap you know it's like for young players it's almost a trap and i i i had watched a video not too long ago and it really broke it down like i i would shout out the dude who made it because it it was really in depth because it was just talking about like how devin booker kind of fell into this trap that it's like it's the kobe bryant trap where it's like these younger players and like a lot of guys have their own ways of getting it. And it's like, it's different for different people, of course, but like in their case, it's like, look at it for what it was, you know, there's these comparisons that's given to a lot of younger guys like early in. And it's like certain ones you do a lot to live up to in regards to like, you know, just your play style, the way you approach the media, the things that they're doing on a regular basis, you know? And it's like, when Devin Booker really tried to embrace the, like, you know, that whole 
Kobe moniker like that he had started to receive that whole like just placement of being like the next Kobe or that whole praise of being the next Kobe it kind of put a a target on his back you know and it's like with Devin Booker being a player who can always produce in regards to like scoring it's not gonna give the full picture of what it takes to be like Kobe Bryant in regards to that mindset because I think Honestly, and especially just with, you know, I mean, with his passing, I think everyone was so much more adept to like want to be like Kobe, you know, and it's like everybody wants to find the next Kobe. Everybody wants to be the next Kobe, but no one really. Is no, no one's going to be sacrificing no. taking that mindset, you know, that real mama mentality that everybody is like, oh, I got that. It's a difference when you're it's really insane. like obsessed with the sport to the point that you know, you're leaving from your family to go and just, I want to go who, I want to work better. I want to perfect this craft to that degree. And there's guys like in the league who I think do work to that sense. And like, it's like crazy. Cause it's like, even as a player myself, it's like, I could say, I know that that's something that I can only strive for. It's like to become that obsessed though, where you really are just putting this, like you're everything into this. It's like, that's, what I feel, you know, I mean, it, and, and there isn't like many guys that's going to replicate that. You know? Is there like, and that's not to say that they won't be great. They just, it's different, man. Is there like a, since you, uh, since you like, you've been playing the game of basketball for a long time and you've always loved the game, but like, has there ever been a point where like you weren't like honed in to like, uh, like, why am I like working out right now? Or like, I'm not really as obsessed with the sport as I would like to be like, cause I feel like a lot of players, it's hard to stay obsessed with something if they're not truly like enjoying like what they're doing. Cause I'm sure there's a yeah. bunch of NBA players that really don't like the game. Like you can kind of see like players who have talent and are like really good players, but you can see players like LeBron who put in the work and try to keep their body at like a 20 year old level, like it's yeah. very difficult to keep, especially for LeBron. Cause he's like 20 years in the league. I mean, he's got a lot of miles on those legs, like how, like just seeing him, like being able to keep that body consistent throughout his career and be very durable is, was super important. And like being durable in the NBA is key. Like there's a lot of guys that continuously get hurt. Like, every single year but like being obsessed with the sport is hard i feel like like not everyone yeah. can do it yeah no nah, i definitely do and i mean like just in my own personal experience like watching basketball had always been something i had loved to do that's where i like come to understand i love the game like as i was younger and stuff you know i like i watched it i never really had the ability to just get out there and play until i like you know moved to Indiana where basketball was just more accessible, you know, but it was like really coming to, as I got older and like seeing guys at different levels, you know, seeing guys who went on to become pros and stuff like that and playing against guys who are pros in different countries, guys from the league, stuff like that. It's like, I've noticed what that obsession really had to be like, you know, in order to truly get there. And it was like, 
yeah even for me personally like when it comes down to working out and stuff like i like to work out days i don't want to work out if that makes sense yeah because it's like those are the days that i'm like if you really care about this shit if you really love this you're gonna go and do it and it's like i'll find myself doing it you know what i mean more often than not the days that i don't feel like doing it you that's know where the mean? best there's a lot of times that's where you're at your best i feel like is when you don't want to do it yeah. like it's like going to the gym like if you don't want to go to the yeah. gym that day you're gonna leave and you're gonna be like that was the best workout i've ever had like every Man. single time i feel like no nah, definitely and it's just it's a matter of because i have the mindset of knowing like what i want to achieve you know what i mean in the longer run like from my basketball career there's you know what i mean a, a matter of you know, my clock, of course, like all the players in college, you have your yeah. clock and it starts as yeah. you step on your first, you know? So it's like, for me, it's like, I know even within me taking, I won't say I take days off. Cause it's like, I'm always feeding my basketball mind. I'm always feeding my, yeah. you know, my ability to the game. I'll do something small, but it's like a player who wants it to that degree will always find ways to do that. And they'll always find themselves doing that is at least what I feel. Yeah. But, you know, there's a different degree that can go into it. And it's like, yeah, of course, some people's resources are better and worse, you know, what I mean, depending on their situation. Because, like, for me, the only time I ever find myself not loving basketball the way that I usually do is when, like, outside things, like with my family or something like that may take, you know, some sort of precedent. And not just yeah. in regard to, like, me not, you know, seeing the sport for what it does for me. Like, this is my, you know, my outlet, my thing that I go to but just more or less like sometimes I'm like yeah I know I got to do something to take care of my family I got to be in a position to do stuff like that so yeah I mean at the end of the day like every single like person like in this entire world regardless of what they're doing if they play basketball or if they uh don't even play a sport if they're like in a business like that just what you're doing as your craft is just such a small percentage of your life in general because you still everybody still has day-to-day stuff. Like everyone has a routine, like everyone has the same, not the exact same routine, but like similar routines to where you get to like where like office or the gym, like you don't know like what that person did prior to being there. Like you you have no idea. Like, yeah, I don't, I'm watching right now. Like my brother, like he has just become so obsessed with the sport of hockey. And I never thought like, I've just seen him shooting pucks in the garage with a net. There's no ice in the garage. Like he, you can't skate in there. So I'm just yeah. like, he like really wants it. Cause he's not in a ring. Yeah. You'll find ways, bro. And that's, that's ultimately like, you know, the stuff like that, I think it's just what separates, you know, like, and then who's consistent, you know what I mean? Like over time, there's guys who, haven't been that talented that I've, you know, I've seen surpass guys just because of the fact that they put in that work. There's people that I've surpassed. There's people that I'll even tell the truth. They've surpassed me in the sense. And it's made me hungrier though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like having that type of mindset is just, it's gonna, it's gonna put you in a situation where it's like, you can continue to grow in the sport. And like a lot of guys, I mean, at least from what I hear, you know what I mean? It's not a matter of me being there that really say firsthand, but like, I know there's a lot of guys that don't put out, they're all into it. You know what I mean? But it's like, they're no. good enough. But they're 6'10", 270, you know, they got the physical gifts there. Yeah. I mean, cause 
I don't know. I'm going to use Rudy Gobert as an example because he just, but, oh my God, did you see him hitting threes? Uh, <laughs> dude, he hit a, he hit a three, like probably like five feet behind the arc game one against the nuggets. Like swear to God. And he dunked on Jokic so bad. I was like, oh my God. Dude, Rudy's Jeez. down in the paint, bro. He's kind of unstoppable. He's That's just the whole off. thing about him, bro. That's the whole thing about him. I, I genuinely think that, like, he gets a lot of, like, backlash because of just, like, his character type stuff. And it's like, I've come to find out, like, <laughs> over time, bro, the dude isn't, like, nobody in the league can't hoop. But everybody in the league that can like really hoop like there's way much more there's so much more ability to all the players that's in the league and that's the crazy thing to look at you know look at guys that are on the bench like 12th man on the bench i mean they were the best player on their college team they probably averaged like 20 25 points per game at least even if you're a second rounder g league look at the guys in the g league and you'll see some you know i mean like just absolute dogs bro like i mean i mean there's everywhere. just so many players like in the yeah, world bro. in general like it's just the nba is just such a small percentage of basketball players in the entire world and that's not even yeah. counting professional like you yeah. got to account for like amateur like high school like all those all those guys that are trying to make it to the same level it's like yeah it's hard because there's only 60 draft picks each year in the nba draft yeah, bro. One, uh, that's kind of like one of the cooler parts about their recent like CBA deal, like the updated one that they just recently signed. It'll allow uh, more two way spots for G League guys onto NBA roster teams. So, how and many like, also... players will be on a roster now? Technically, 16. Technically, but that's not going to be how many people play, of course. I mean, probably about eight or nine, ten at most. So how many but, spots are they adding for like the two-way so, players? Uh, I think they're adding two more spots or they're adding one more spot. So it'll be two available slots now instead of just one or three available. I mean, or two available instead of just one or three, maybe I don't know, something like that. Yeah, that's, that's good. I like the G League now because it used to be like, you know, the D League and no yeah. one wanted to play in it. Nobody like It's just cared, like, bro. why am I cared. going there? Like, I'm going to play in college for four years. Like, there's no point. Like, yeah, I'm just going to be forgotten about. And I feel like that's what everyone's worried about. Like, when you're in the G League, you want to be noticed. Like, you just, yeah. you don't want to just be hooping. You want to be like on an NBA team's radar at all times. Bro, and the thing about it is that there's so many like um there's so many guys at that level that can just go in that like average like crazy numbers and like they're they like just drown out like like a friend a friend of mine's you know like her brother's in a G League and he shoots 40% from three or like over 40 percent from three like the guy got g league mvp all types of stuff oh you're talking yeah. about uh devin canada yeah talking about devin devin you know what i mean it's like statistically there's no way that he's not taking an nba court you know what i mean like if you really look at it for what it is numbers wise he's average he was averaging over 20 something points a game 
shot over 42% from three. He shoots over like six or seven threes a game. It's like stuff like that. You think about a team who like, like think about the Lakers a few years ago or last year, their spacing was their biggest issue earlier this year. Yeah. Earlier this year, before they traded for all those dudes, they were trash. Like the Lakers team that is in place now, so different. Like when they traded Westbrook and got all those guys cleaned out of house, it's just like they got D'Angelo Russell who can actually shoot. (laughs) And the fact that they traded him for Lonzo Ball, ooh, man, that is just... There was the whole thing about that, bro. And honestly, and this is where I think a lot of that kind of really, unfortunately, has to like... Be, it comes down to like think of think back to the whole situation with uh with Nick with Nick Young and what, happened, what happened with Nick Young? Oh 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 yeah! Remember when D'Angelo Russell was recording and all that stuff? I think yeah, like I forgot about that. Yeah, I think a combination of just like Lakers fans like not really liking that like at all and like that all that bad press. Then you know you got Lavar like sparking Lonzo to be like the greatest thing to come to the Lakers. Since, Saying like, he's like better than Curry, like I mean, like, good grief! Just giving him that much, there, it just seemed too right for the Lakers to not, you know, what I mean, like yeah. go with Lonzo in that situation. And it's like even looking at it, you know, what I mean, like hindsight, yeah, Lonzo turned out to be a better two-way player, but it's like with the injuries and then them trading him to Chicago and anyway, like yeah. well, the Pelicans then to Chicago, it's like him ending up in Chicago. It's like none of it really, you know what I mean? It, it never was really. Uh, Let me ask you uh, this. Let me ask you this. Who do you think will be a bigger bust? Zion Williamson or Lonzo Ball? Because both of them can't stay healthy. To save their life. They're both really good. That's the unfortunate part. That's like what makes it like you know annoying. I mean, it's like frustrating. Yeah. I think honestly though, you still have to say Zion only because of this. Like Lonzo at least has played through what? Three or four seasons? Yeah. He's yeah. played in he well. I don't, I don't even know if I could it. say that though, because most games you could get played a full season was like he played like 57, 60 games in that range. And he was yeah. still hurt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's been having I knee problems for forever. Zion, did he play in the playoffs? I think he played in the play in, I thought. The play in. Uh when the, the bubble. The bubble. The oh bubble. yeah. He played in the the bubble play in, I think. I think. But he was like super out of shape and stuff. And he's still running up and down the court. Like I, I don't get how he does. Like how can you be? It just didn't make sense. Like from a physics standpoint, you're six six, two hundred eighty five pounds, and you're jumping like fifty inches in the air. I mean, I, I don't get it. Like, how, I don't, <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense to me. That's how much sense Zion's bounce makes. Because like I, when he was drafted, I was saying that he's one torn ACL away from being just done. Nah, honestly, bro, his game is so 
predicated amongst his like athleticism. Like even though he's able to do so much, yeah, nah, Zion's the bigger. It would it would be Zion if it comes yeah. down to it. If he doesn't get some way to stay on the court, it'll be Zion. I mean, just because he's so transcendent, like he was compared to LeBron, like yeah, coming in, like he wore he wore the white suit to the draft, like. Yeah, like Zion, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, nah, that'll be he tragic. Was, uh, and then just, he was the yeah. chosen one at that point. It makes not taking Ja look really bad, though. <sighs> Man, imagine if the Pelican, the Pelicans had Ja with CJ and Brandon Ingram. Oh, oh my! That'd be crazy. They would be probably the best team in the West with him there. How about if you trade Zion, put Zion on the Grizzlies, and then put John the Pelicans? Who do you think is the better team? With a healthy, with a healthy uh, Zion, it depends because they would they would craft their team differently. That's you true. I mean? They probably wouldn't be like using Jaron Jackson as much since he's down low with Zion. Unless Jaren Jaren Jackson be, out. Jaren Jackson would be shooting like five threes a game. Yeah, he spaces out, so that might work. But I don't know. Like, that'd be that'd be a weird fit though, because you would have to have yeah. like you would have to have like Tyus Jones at point guard in that situation. That works. That yeah, works. I think he's. I think he's Trey solid. Jones work, didn't Trey Jones play with Zion and uh, Duke? Same experience. Yeah. Just got the big bro now. That's true. <laughs> but, but no, look, honestly, I don't know, bro, because they would have to – they would probably – because they drafted, like – no, honestly, I don't even – I can't think of anybody who the Grizzlies have drafted. Kenny Lofton. They drafted Kenny Lofton. That's like uh, the probably like, most recent pick. I think it's like they, Xavier Tillman or – um. Xavier they have Tillman. Him, I th- he's actually solid when – Whenever he comes in, he always plays well. Every time I That's watch one. the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies low-key got some decent depth, too. So, do you think but, they will win that series against the Lakers? I don't know, bro. I don't think the so. Lakers are, the Lakers are looking good. And hey. that's the- that's like the one thing you don't want. You don't want a LeBron team to be clicking in the playoffs. <laughs> you need them to still be like arguing and like them complaining, trying to make trades, even though it's the like midst of the playoffs. You need them to have disarray. Yeah. If you got like a LeBron Austin team, Reeves tossing up behind the back passes. Like, yeah, nah, dude. Man. He turned it's out to be crazy. a really good player, and I did not expect that. Him coming yeah, out of Oklahoma. Sorry. Crazy, like how good he ended up being, or that he's being right now. <laughs> he, oh, Rui too. Like the, Bro, Lakers, the Lakers are man. deep, man. They got some dudes. Like when they when they made that trade for Rui early in, I knew that was a really like he, yeah. he's a bit underrated. He's very underrated of a you know what I mean of a player. I think two way. Like his highest player comparison was to Kawhi. Like his best player comparison was to Kawhi, just because of his two way ability. Yeah. So it's like, I if he gets things going, yeah. Nah, if he gets things going, he's another one who can, you know, what I mean, produce at a very high level. Because he can, he can kind of help LeBron a little bit because he plays kind of the same role. He can guard that big, 
you know, that big wing, but then he can come out and, you know, he can guard on the perimeter and be athletic, and then he can guard inside on bigs as well. Yeah. Lakers to the Western Conference Finals. You calling it now? Uh, I've been saying that. I think, and I also think second round, if you watch the Kings last night, they're going to beat the Warriors 100%. I said, everyone called me an idiot in my comment section. And if you guys are calling me idiots, 2-0 sack is winning the series. So ah! just all, like, that's all I got to say. Know, you got to let them know. Look, honestly, and here's the thing, the Warriors are losing via coaching. Like they had nine Honestly. turnovers in the first quarter last night. Nine. Did they turnovers. end up with like twenty-five turnovers or something? I won't. Oh, like it was bad, but like the Kings were turning it over too. Like to be fair, like they but were both playing sloppy. The Kings are playing. Yeah, no, they are. They're playing comfortably though, and that's the thing that Kerr has to adjust to. He has to. He has to stop trying to play comfortable warrior ball. And he needs to play comfortable or discomforting warrior ball where they're focused in on their defense. You know, Wiggins is sitting on the bench for long periods of times. And it's like that was last night was his first night starting. But it was like still there was like a run where like him and GP3 wasn't both playing for like, I want to say like 16, 17 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. it's like those being your two best Yeah. Those your best two, you know, your best two perimeter defenders. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to really have a lot out of them when dealing with guys like Malik Monk and and uh, and Fox, you know, and De'Aaron Fox at this point in their careers, you know, because they're they have that connect that Kentucky connection. You know, what I mean, like they have that ability to go out there and they're playing hard. They're playing the win and they're having fun with it. And not to mention, they got Sabonis, they got Keegan. They have a team that's young and able to win, you know. So it's like at this point, it's like the Warriors can't, you know, play down. They have to play up. They can't underestimate them. And that's one thing that we have seen out of the Warriors where they've started out bad to teams, 0-2. We've seen this before. And they've started out 0-2, and then they've come back and win, Warriors in six. So it's like it's hard to count out Steph Curry, but I'm with you right now. I'm not going to lie. If they don't make no adjustments as a team, like where they focus in on D, I honestly think they'll be cooked. The thing and... is, I think they – well, this is the first time they've trailed 0-2 in a series since 2007. And they – Really? Yeah. And in oh, my yeah, opinion – Yeah, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2. And in my right, opinion, definitely. I think the Warriors will win – both games at home, but I don't see them winning at Sacramento because all year mm-hmm. long, they just haven't been able to win on the road. And for years past, you can't say about Warriors teams that they haven't been able to get it done on the road, at least once or twice in a series. Because Definitely. they were the worst road team in the NBA this year. They only won 11 games. That's bad. And you, if you got Curry and... Wiggins, like Clay Thompson, you should not be losing games on the road all the time, at least. I, I just yeah. I don't I don't see I don't see why that's been such an issue for them this year. It's just they're so they're totally different teams. Home in a way, they're just so different. 
you think what do you think that it has to do with though because it's I like i don't know like yeah. I, I just in my opinion i think when they're on the road i think they play more lax lackadaisical and they're very mm -hmm. sloppy with the ball and especially okay. when they don't have the crowd like you know, hyping them up. Like That's you don't see man. Jordan Poole like having the same effect as he did last year so far in these first two games. Yeah. Cause he was that go-to guy if Curry's on the bench. Now when Curry's on the bench, they are not a good team. They can't really move the ball well. It's just not it's not the same. I agree. And it's weird though, because it's like looking at the you know, looking at the Warriors, that's the exact same team. Yeah, they we won last year. the finals last year, you know? <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I do, bro. I honestly, I, I just, that's the only thing I can leave it to be. It, it has to be something to do with them not winning on the road. But I think it has to be that coaching, man. Like, I, I like Steve Kerr as a coach. I really do. But I think he has to make an adjustment, you know? What would they have to do exactly? What would they have to do? Like, it's just, it's just defense, in your opinion? I think outside of their D, I mean, of course, you want to cut down on your own turnovers. Just having games with 20-plus turnovers is like, you're not I, – I don't know at any level you're going <laughs> to win a game like that, bro. You're leaving 40-plus points on the table for the other team to go out and get, you know, just off of your guys' mistakes. And it's like, you want to – try your best to capitalize on there so it's like i think for them i know it's a it's gonna be just them kind of going on a good run and making they have to find their footing again which is weird to say because it's like it's so weird to say it's like they're supposed to be pride they are always priding themselves oh we've been here we do this we the warriors so it's like i i would want for them to show that bro it's like at this it's point just, it's yeah and it's just like, you know, Sacramento's hungry, man. I mean, they haven't been in the playoffs since 2006. So it's like yeah, they want it yeah. bad. And that and that drive, bro, it, it does it does a lot. And that's kind of, you know I mean? That's kind of why I see this series like it's going to be interesting. If they don't make a change, I mean, if they go down 0-3, then, you know I mean? We can go yeah, ahead. If they go down 3-0, it's over. See, we see Sacramento in round two. <laughs> you know, but. If they if they can win one on the road, I mean, if they win this one at home and then win one on the road, I think they'll be fine. It's just they got to get that one. They have to get that one. If they don't, then I don't know. I think they'll give up as a team. Somebody will give up on the team, and if they do, then that's when it, 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 it's over. You know what I mean? Because for the most part, I think personally, if your team all believes you still got a chance, I think you still got a chance. But once guys start giving up, links start breaking, and you know, yeah, and that and that, that honestly all plays a part, though. I think all the way up until this point, it, for like early in, while I was saying, I don't think the Warriors would go far. That stuff that happened early in with Draymond and Jordan Poole, just yeah, stuff yeah, like that, yeah. that type of sabotage within like a unit, just you'll never be able to be the same. What did you, you know think what I mean? of Inspired. the? Uh, what did you think of the? ejection from draymond he like stepped on sabonis and like sabonis was like grabbing his feet like do you think sabonis should have been ejected or you think it kind of should have played out the way it did i think on either side i think like in that case it shouldn't have been 
it's like when you're getting stomped on, man, you you're gonna you're gonna grab the guy. But at the same time, it's like Draymond being Draymond, it's like I know he gets into a lot of situations. Like, and I think at this point, it's like even if it's unprompted, it's like he's gonna come out in the same like he's getting ejected regardless. It's like there's no yeah, there's no uh there's no playing it no other way. Because you, know you don't what know what so, he's saying to the refs. Like you have no yeah. idea. Because he just yeah. runs his mouth all day long to the referees. All game, too. Yeah. And so they're, like, like tired of him already. That's what, how a lot of targeting honestly happens. It's like, dude, at this point, he's done. It's like he does it every other game. So even when it's the games where he's, like, in the right, he's never going to be in the right because they're already ready to perceive him as being in the wrong. It's like I like to call it – you pissed off the ref, so now we're not going to get no calls at my level. That's that's what it is. So it's like you usually get beat up during games like that. Like you'll get into it with the ref, you know what I mean, say there was a bad call or something, and then it just persists because think about it. Refs talk, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like they this stuff. They see how he is, how he – and it's like for them, I mean, a lot of the time I know it's big on not having their own biases. So it's like, okay – I don't have any bias. So I'm in this game trying to call it as best I can. And then this, you know what I mean? He in my ear yelling at me. <laughs> Hell yeah, get his ass out of here. So it's like kind of coming to that standpoint, it's like I understand it for the refs. I understand like, you know, they're, they try and do their best. But it's like as a player and as a guy like – or for a guy like Draymond specifically, it's like his he has to do it, you know, it goes into him being that heart and soul of the team, him being that player that's willing to take the, you know, take the tech, him being yeah. that guy that's willing to go out there and get dunked on, even though it was a charge and that shit was embarrassing. But it's like he did it. Now, you know, we got that. We're getting an extra offensive possession. He's that player. And him being that, it's like it's just kind of a part of the game. We've always seen guys like this, you know, guys who kind of just transcend because of their ability to really just be role players who are bigger than the role you know what i mean yeah like dennis rodman you know what i mean think about guys like uh what's his name look oh, at um, i'm trying to think of his actual name um, look at rasheed wallace or rasheed um, wallace. Thank, yeah. you, thank you thank you thank you so like guys like that you know it's just like their personalities carry them just as much as their games do you know yeah. And it's like him being so sporadic and stuff like that. I just think it's like it's almost a part of it. It's like a part of the game. There has to be that guy. You know? Yeah, there has to be at least at least one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 weird because like, you know, you look at Draymond and you look at his numbers, you're like, he ain't that good. But No. Hell no. <laughs> you look at Draymond numbers and you'd be like, bro, like that's but that's why, especially watching Draymond, you come to really see the impact of a player, though. You know, you it's appreciate like, what he does off the stat sheet because, yes, you know, a lot of players don't, you know, what they do on the floor doesn't reflect on the stats at no, all. No, def definitely, that's why I had to post my guy, Giannis. Yeah, um, Giannis the graphics there. on those games, though, back then, like you said, that was NBA Live 14, right. This was 14, bro. This, that's Giannis. That's so Giannis. bad. That's so bad, man. Bro, is Giannis going to be – is he going to be all right? 
His back injury? I, I heard he's going to play in game two, but I don't know how he's going to be. Bro, my heat are not done. My heat are not done. We're not going down yet. I, I Look, 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 look. I knew getting on the pod, I was like, I, I can't wait to talk heat because I, I want you to be able to get your shine on. Nah, dude. Oh, my God. Look, the heat, Tyler Hero broke his hand, though. That's a little – That's that made me a little – but I don't know. We look better without him, so – I can't. I don't know how we're gonna look in game two. We'll I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I like Hero's game. He kind of reminds me of in the sense of like thinking about D Book, where it's like that's that guy who just he's gonna go out there and he can score the ball. He can do that. And like yeah. if he don't do anything else, he'll be able to score the ball. So it's like him kind of being one of those guys. It's like he's a plus minus guy for that for the identity of that team. You know, it's like. There's days where his shooting will be a great plus. There's days where his defense is going to be the greatest minus of all time. And it's like. But I feel like it's always like that for his defense. His defense yeah. is always bad. And, and and the thing is for me, like the Heat are such a small team. And yeah, we should be playing fast. Six nine center. Yeah. Yeah. Six oh, nine center. Like we were the slowest team in the NBA in pace this year. Why? How is that's that actually, even possible? But but actually, it's because Tyler Hero likes to do dribble, dribble, step back between the legs, you know, all this stuff. Like when he gets the ball, he slows the game down. And I don't like it. Like when you see Jimmy, he's pushing the ball in transition. Like when Tyler Hero was out for the second half against the Bucks, like you saw Jimmy throwing the ball literally to bam, full court pass. Like I was, we were not seeing that all year long. That's the way that we need to play if we're going to make it to the finals because we do have the team to make the finals. Like, everybody forgets we made it to the conference finals. We were so injured last year. We took the Celtics seven games. We didn't even have Tyler Hero for three games out of those seven. Yeah. And you're telling me we wouldn't beat the Warriors, at least have a better chance than the Celtics? I think if we match up with the Celtics again, I don't know. I think we give him a run because playoff Jimmy is just different. Jimmy Butler's he becomes one of those guys that's hard to count out. He had like fifteen. Think, he had like fifteen points in the first quarter in game one. I, no, I was just gonna say. I think like honestly, with the Celtics, it's just that that team has one team that. I mean, that's one thing that like a lot of teams, but the the Heat are another team who does it. They're a defensive identity team. Like, there's a lot that their defense does for their offense. It gets their offense going a lot of the time. Yeah. Because it's like, for the Heat, they look to score in transition. And when they do, they do a hell of a job of it. But it's like, they got to be playing defense in order to get that open floor. Bam likes to move with the ball and hit, hit you know, guards in transition. They shooting shots. Hits Jimmy, he's finishing. Jimmy hits him, he's finishing. All of those things are like, what I think is what these teams are going to be like they aim for in order to get their offense going. I don't really think, you know, the Heat wants to be in half, a half-court set. No. Uh, you know, beat you that way. And it's hard to, you know, keep it from being that type of game in the playoffs. But even with that said, it's like if they're putting you guys in a, you know, some sort of dead, dead spot, where you're not able to, you know, make much of your offense and they're able to just get out and run even a little bit, 
that'll do well for the Heat. It's just with the Celtics, it's like they match up with the Heat perfectly. But then instead of just having one, you know, dominant wing, they got two. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I think the last few times they've played, I know that the Heat does have the Celtics number, even as much as I want to, you know, be Jason Tatum can do anything. <laughs> I know that. I know that the Heat, especially with Jimmy and them just being the type of players who are going to go after it, you know what I mean? And it's that's kind like, of like, it's, it's just, you know, my thing is like, I look at teams who are like, have great big man and are like bigger because the heat, we don't have a good seven footer. Like, I feel yeah. like that's our only problem because last year, like we couldn't really rebound well against the Celtics. Like, and we got, they got dudes like Robert Williams who are man, like you ain't putting up shots against him in the paint like ever. But Crazy. He's only like 6'10. But he's so good. Like, it's just, and they got Horford. Like, even the yeah. Bucks, like the Bucks have Lopez, like Portis. And guys can space the floor, but are very good defenders. And we don't have any Period. guys that big. Period. Like Bam is the biggest guy on the floor. And like when we start our small, small ball lineup, we got Caleb Martin at power forward who is six five. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a matchup problem for us a lot. But at the same time, it spaces the floor insanely well. So a lot of teams kind of panic. Because that's why a lot of big men have to guard so far out now. You just because a lot of teams like to play small sometimes. Like Warriors, Heat, like those two teams love to play small. Yeah, it works. Some when it works, it works to a T. But when it doesn't work. It's like what it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, kind of like a lot of teams are going away from I mean, that's kind of all goes back into the whole shift of basketball. Like early in, do you remember like when we were younger? Think about like when Curry was first coming along and just the Warriors before the seventy three and nine season. I mean, yeah, the seventy three and nine season. Like Even then, that. like you remember uh Joel Anthony, the starting yeah. center for the Heat? When LeBron was there with Chris Bosh, yeah. oh, Joel Anthony was six eight. Really? Dang. Yeah, he was smaller than LeBron, and he started at center. Know that. But that's how it's like. I don't know. It kind of just plays into that whole because it's weird because it's like the modern big man has just been reinvented. You know, it's like bigs were kind of like dying out in regards to the sense of the game, like it was becoming more perimeter oriented, you know, it's always yeah. been going direction, but then it's like, you really look at it now. And then it's like the three consistent MVP runners are all big. men. Yeah. Like really think about it. The top three <laughs> spots are always big. Men. So it's yeah. like, I don't know. I think at this point, it's just, what, finding what will work for the team. I can't really it's remember like, like when like the center position changed. Like I, f I feel like if I had to say, I feel like it was around when Jaleel Okafor kind of came into the league because he like if you put Jaleel Okafor in the league like in the early two thousands, that man is a one of the best big men in the league every single year. I just no, definitely he would have been twenty and fifteen all star. 
I, yeah. I'm saying that all star. If he didn't have to develop past a 15 foot jump shot, he would be an all star right now. I'm not going to lie. I stand that, bro. Like, the dude's footwork was crazy. Imagine if he was just posting up. Like, nah, he'd be straight. I, it is. It's just. Man. He was good in the league for a little bit. Like, he won He won rookie of the year. Did he? The Sixers, I think. I think he, he won rookie of the year. When they had uh, Michael Carter Williams and. Um, I'm pretty sure he won rookie of the year. We're gonna I'm fact pre- check it out video. I'm pretty sure he did. But he was he was like averaging like 20 as a rookie, like right out of Duke. And we and when he was at Duke, he was probably the best player in the country. All post buckets. He and he like remember when uh he and uh Frank Kaminsky were like going like toe to toe in the national championship when like Tyus Jones was on the Duke team. Uh, I think it was uh, Justice Winslow. Who else was on that team? Uh, Quinn Cook was on that team, too. Sam Decker was on Wisconsin with uh, Kaminsky. Who else did they have? Who was that one dude? His name was uh, Nigel Hayes or something like that on uh, Wisconsin. The guard? Yeah, he was like number 10. Yeah, bro, those... For like another three or four years after that, I think. Where did he go? I think, I think he got drafted, didn't he? Uh, I don't think he was drafted high. I think he might have been drafted, but I think if he did, it was in the second round. Yeah, but he could play. Yeah, he was good. He, could play. he was, or no, he might have been at the end of the first round. Bro, what'd you think about March Madness, though? Speaking of college, I had to bring Honestly, it up. The women's tournament, the women's tournament, honestly, had my attention more this year. At really? the end, yeah, honestly, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, that's crazy. To, that's crazy because yeah. the men's bracket was just so insane this year. It was very much like I feel like it was a lot of stuff I wasn't expecting throughout it, of course, because it's like, it's March. It's always going to be, you know what I mean? But it was like, I don't know. It just felt underwhelming. Like, I like UConn. Like, I'm happy they won. That's great. That's yeah. one of my favorite teams college basketball. They ruined my bracket a little bit. <laughs> but, you know. They definitely ruined my it happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens. But it's like, even with that said, I did – like, I'm not surprised they won or that they did well. But it's like, I don't know. I just wasn't as – I didn't feel as obligated to be tuned in yeah. this time as much as I did. Like, when I – even, like, last year, watching Kansas, like, that – I watched the whole tournament all the way through. Like, you know, like, yeah. I was intrigued, and it, it felt like I wanted to – you know, it was different. The girls, though, this year, I felt like, dang, I'm actually wanting to see if Iowa beats LSU or if Kate and Clark going to talk shit to Angel Reese or who going <laughs> to say what and what's going you know, because it is. It's like, I who was the, uh, who is, who is the number one uh, pick from South Carolina? She got drafted to the fever. I can't remember her name, but Zia, Zia Cook? Yeah, she was Zia on Cook? South Carolina. She was like the big man. Oh, no, no, no. Um, it was, uh, she was number one, I think. I know her name. 
it's something. It's it's like a rep. One second. One second. No, nah, I gotta I gotta have this one. <laughs> Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston. Yeah. Yeah, she I actually I actually like her game. I think I think she's a really good player. And for me, like I really didn't watch women's basketball all that much until this year. Cause yeah. it was on TV and I was like, and eh, I don't maybe I'll just watch it. And then I'm just like actually watching it. I'm like, it's weird because when you watch the women's game, it's so different from the men's game. Cause I feel like women are just a they don't rely on their athleticism at all, but they're way more skilled and they're their game, they're smarter. Like they yeah. just they pass the ball. It's more of a it's more of a team game. Like in the women's game, there are stars, but like it's not like you know, you need a star to win. Like you can still win without a superstar. I feel like I feel like no, I definitely I think within the women's game, what it is that we like see, and especially now, is like they're they really kind of have that focus on just what's at hand within the game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's really like this move to get here and then like, you know what I mean, kinda like going through the most now granted i'm seeing like you know more and more girls like playing differently like more girls dunking and more girls like handling like you yeah. know just more aggressively and stuff because it's just it's gonna happen as time proceeds on i think it'll you know what i mean continue to kind of grow in that same direction but it's like i know what plays like for me at least what i think is like one of the biggest parts is just like the way that they're you know for guys we're able to, you kind of have that mindset like, all right, I'm about to, you know, I'm about to go dunk on this dude. I'm about to try and do this, this, and this. And it's like <laughs> a lot of it kind of back to like highlight culture and like us, yeah. you know, as basketball players and as fans, like, you know, people don't watch the game as much anymore. People love to just go turn on the highlights. You know what I mean? They love to just go turn on the, the clips and see, you know, somebody getting dropped, somebody getting dunked on, somebody getting yeah step back trade base and you know the celebrations and all of that and it's like yeah those things are a part of it they definitely are but it's like i've seen that that's become like a big part of the major concern for a lot of people that watch basketball so it's like with a lot of girls basketball you may not get to see you know what i mean it's 60 percent of it might be you know different in regards to it's not going to be yeah. the same come down but there are girls that are doing this stuff. So I can't even say like they don't, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's, I think it's as the game is like changing, they're revolutionizing it as we like, you know what I mean? Right now in front of us. So it's like, yeah. this is just something to see. And it is, it's amazing. But if you and think I, about I it, like there's, there's a lot of like, you know, when you watch the women's game, like you see, you see the game totally different because it's not flashy, like a hundred percent of the time. Like, I feel like the, the men's game, like a lot of levels, like there's a lot of flashiness to it, which is, which is fine. I mean, that show it's showcasing your skill, but yeah. like at the same time, like for, from a fan's perspective, you just see the flashiness. You don't see like how, like that play was truly developed, like how he found that man in the corner. Like you just see the behind the back pass. Yeah. That's all you see. But in the women's yeah. game, like you see it, like the play, like actually develop because the men the men's game is so quick it's so yeah. much harder to understand because a lot of people 
I mean, you can talk basketball for hours, like just about the game itself. But I feel like a lot of people don't know how to do that because they don't understand the game. They just see, oh, LeBron James, like all these stars, KD, like there's like, yeah, he's a bucket. Like obviously they're a bucket. Like they all average like over 25 points per game for their career. You know, like it's, it's, a, it's a given they are a bucket. I'm just like, if you want to break down their game, that's, that's fair enough. But I don't, I don't know. I'm like, you speak. I need to, I need to speak on KD for a second because KD, I'm low key a hater when it comes to him. I, you're a hater. Okay. So <laughs> Kevin, I want to establish Kevin Durant has zero championship rings and he is not going to get one this year. He thinks he's going to, but it's not going to happen. He just is hoping to get posted into the finals and then be like, Oh, I got three rings. I only have one less than LeBron. That's not going to happen. Like, you don't think the ring, the ring don't count in um, Golden State for you? No. No. Okay. Maybe the first one in 2017 because they had Kyrie. The second one, absolutely not. You got LeBron and J.R. Smith for getting the score. That's who he's playing against. It was Bron versus the Warriors at the Bro, like LeBron scored 50 in game one of that series. I remember it just like it was yesterday. Like, he had nothing to work with there. He had Kevin Love who shot threes in the corner. Like, that's that's all he had to work with. And he threw the ball from out of bounds. Yeah, like, was that, do you think 2018 LeBron was the best LeBron? We've ever seen. Yeah. Remember what I, I said about primes? Like the mind and then the body and all of that being heightened. I feel like his prime just lasted from there, like from 2014 all the way till then. I think his like, prime is still going. Yeah. I think I, LeBron is still in his prime. LeBron, I feel like, okay, at this point, I don't want to say Bron's athletically regressed, but I just feel like that ability to kind of just be, like, so freakishly athletic that everything you do yeah, is just, like, you know what I mean? I don't think he still has that, but it's, like, even with that said, he's still, like, one of the most upper echelon athletes in the league, like, just saying from his self, you know, I mean, I feel like it might have been a slight regression. A slight regression for a 37 year old. <laughs> We're talking about like, not a that's, huge. And that's saying he's still in the top like 90 percentile of athletes in the league. Like, it's just, it's just so crazy. Cause like, if you look at his draft in general, like D Wade, Chris Bosch, like he played with those guys and they're all out of the league now. They're gone, bro. That's what I be thinking about. Even guys younger than Braun are gone. Like who? Who's like trying to think of one guy like that's younger than LeBron? That's that was good, but like he's not there anymore. Oh, you said that was good. I was about to start naming people, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Dwight. I was, Dwight. Yeah, Dwight Howard. Yeah, he was. Dwight. 
man, when he was on the Magic, oh man, he was probably the best defensive center we've ever seen. Like he just everything. He made the game like like at six nine, six ten ish. He made the game look like he was on like a nine foot basket, (laughs) like at all times. Like he used to block shots from like above the bat. Like I I feel bad for guys like Dwight though, because it's like he's playing in China now. Oh, is he not in Taiwan no more? I or oh wait, I think he's still in Taiwan. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Crazy story. One of my teammates, him and Dwight, like they end up meeting at like one of uh, his games in Taiwan. Oh, word! University in Taiwan now, and like he's like one of the top players out there. But it's like, dude, he was like telling me about him and stuff, and he was like, these cool peoples and stuff like that. But he was like, you really wouldn't understand, like how much of this stuff really like goes into the like the league like really seeing these guys will still be great basketball players they're not playing because of just other factors at this point certain people who will like be just off the court because of outside things and then it's like I hear stuff like that and then I'll go and watch a podcast with Dwight Howard on and he talk about like you know getting snubbed from the top 75 players list and then I just go to thinking, and it's like, dang. Man, do you really think he's a? Do you really think he's a top seventy-five player of all time, though? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think he top yeah, seventy-five, all time. Yeah, 75 mate. But w- Dominique Wilkins got snubbed. Like how? That's what I'm saying. That's another person who. And you put and Damian like, Lillard on there, like, bro? No. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, Damian Lillard's great, bro. but he's he, a great. But accomplishments, bro. It's like yeah. it's like top seventy-five. Come on, like what are we talking yeah, about? You skipping? I feel like it's just skipping. Like the fact that a guy like Dwight's not in there just kind of shows. It's like Clay's not in there. Like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Clay's a tricky one because his he said he was such a good defender. Like when he was at his peak. Like now, yeah. he's never gonna get to that level. Now, like he will never be the know. same. But when he was like, remember Game Six, Clay, like when he was like locking Kyrie up in the finals, like hitting threes like nobody's business, taking three dribbles and scoring like thirty-seven and a quarter. Like man, he's definitely top seventy-five. That's what I'm saying. Like you got to really look at the scope of some of the stuff that dudes have done, and then he's an NBA champion. Multiple time All Star, first de- well was he on the first defensive team? I, I don't know. All defensive team player though, like stuff like that, like that gets you in there. Seventy five, and he's I mean, got three, and he's got three rings, or yeah, he's got three rings, or four rings. Yeah, he's got four rings. Bro, that's crazy. A, oh, that's crazy. shooting guard of all time, easily. Yeah. I put 15. him at top ten. I put him at top. I put him at ten, on on mine. 10? Yeah, I, I, I put him at 10 without even thinking of another shooting guard. But yeah, yes. Because you look at like players like Ray Allen or Reggie Miller. Like I would put those two over Clay. My opinion.
Because, like, if you look at, like, Ray Allen, like, that's, like, he's one of the most clutch players ever. Like, you can't you can't put Clay over him, I feel. No, I mean, what is he, second all-time in threes, too? Nah, yeah, and same man. with Reggie. Reggie's, like, third all-time. Reggie's another one who just, like, career-wise, these guys, well, while well, we are already into it, let's, let's get his top five, top ten shooting guard list then from you. Of all time or right now? All time. All time. Like, oh, man. Ever, ever. I mean, I mean, I shooting guards of all time, MJ, one. That's Kobe, clear cut. Kobe, two. That's, yeah. Kobe, two. Dang, who would I go I after? Got, I got three and four of mine, too. Oh, man. Three. Number three is tough because who do you put below Kobe? That's, like, tough. D-Wade. Man. Yeah, D Wade. Yeah, I would put. I I think, I think I'd put D Wade up there. Um, God, there's like so many dudes, like so many guys. AI. Yeah, AI. But but yeah, I don't know. Some people put him in the point guard category, but I don't. Uh, I think because initially they had him listed as the one. But then he switched to the two, and then that's when he had like his MVP season and all of that. So I say the two, just because that was when my list. Because I I made I made a top ten shooting guards podcast. Okay, MJ one, Kobe two, D Wade three, James Harden four, and I like that five. That's my five. Harden was my five, but I I'll take him at four too. I mean I'm and from that like. When you look at James Harden when he was on the Rockets, I'm not even talking about it now. But, bro, like he's averaging 36 <laughs> point points. Guard, a game. Like, but like when he was on the Rockets, I feel like he was still a point guard, even with CP3 there. Like he was still averaging like nine assists yeah. a game, like dishing it out. And he had Ariza, yeah. PJ Tucker, shooters to kick the ball to. Like, you remember when they had Chandler Parsons? Yeah. Chandler Parsons got a bad. And then disappeared out the league. I miss, <laughs> he, he he was he was like six ten slow, but he had a chopstick. Like nah, Chandler Parsons' game would have been better if like he would have come in like state. Like if he would have been on that Rockets team that was like losing to the Warriors and stuff like that later down the road, he'd have been straight. He would have been helpful. He would have been super helpful because that was like he was really. He was an early on defensive, you know, big that could kind of stretch the floor early, like in the 2000s. He was built more for today's game, not like early 2010s. He wasn't built for that, I don't think. But then, like, I think in like a car accident or something, too, and that kind of played a part. Oh, man. Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, there's so many dudes, man. Like, all right. Yeah. Bro, I don't I don't know. That bro, I feel like I could talk hoops like all day. Like it just it just don't end, bro. Uh, let me let me let me ask you this though before we uh close it. Who do you have in the finals and who do you have winning it? Okay. Give me your conference finals I'm and then give, give you me my finals. Idea. All right, bet, bet, bet. I'll give you my ideal finals. Like, if I could just, as a fan, get who I want to see in the finals. Um, of course, I want the Sixers to go. 
You know, we need to win the finals <laughs> in four. I would. I don't care who comes from the West. Let it be uh the Grizzlies or something. But who I really see going, especially like right now, conference finals. It's looking like I might see Clips and Lakers. Clips and Lakers in the conference finals. The Battle of L.A. Finally. Coming at, it really depends. If Paul George comes back and is playing well, damn, the Lakers are going to have a hard time. But at the same time, <laughs> they got the perfect – they have the perfect debt to fight against the Clippers. You feel me? Yeah. And you can't count on LeBron. You can no. never count on LeBron. And I think he is playing well. That gives them, you know what I mean, a really good spot. But – so you think the Clippers are going to win that series? It's hard to call it right now. It's hard to call it right now. But if those two teams go, I'll go Lakers to the finals. Oh, man. Against Lakers to the finals against the Celtics if uh, if Giannis don't get healthy. Yeah, because I think the Bucks are going to come out of the East with Giannis healthy. Giannis healthy, I just the Bucks are always gonna be my favorites outside of the Sixers in the East if Giannis is healthy. But without Giannis on the court, without me being biased to the Sixers, I'm gonna say the <laughs> uh, the Celtics. You get because the Sixers yeah. to play the Celtics in the second round, so that'll be an interesting series. Mm-hmm. I think that goes. Can we so- match up with them, Will? No, nah, definitely. I, I do. And the only reason why is just because their wings is where their main, you know what I mean, and our center is our main. But they have – damn, Al Horford be on he, – he gives – he I won't say he gives Joel a hard time, but just, like, really thinking about it, like, he don't score as much. He don't score as much against Robert Williams and, and, no. and, uh, no. and Al Horford. That's, just That's because my concern because last year – Embiid couldn't really score against the Heat, and we're a small team. In the second round when we played you guys? Bam. That was bam. And the defenses, and then, like, one thing I will credit Jimmy on, too, a lot, as he knows how to, like, he's big in defensive schemes. Like, whatever he, he, I, he floats a lot. He's a floater. That's, like, yeah. the defensive role I see. And it's like, he'll pick up ball and pick up whoever the best player is and stuff. But then it's like, at the same time, he does a really good job of just, you know, he, he'll come out of help and just rip you. Like, you don't yeah. even get a chance to go up with the. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just smart in that aspect of the game. He always has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't really discredit Jimmy at all when it comes to the defense. Man, Clippers in the Lakers, and you got Lakers in the finals. Man, that is crazy to me. I mean, I got the Lakers in the conference finals. I don't know about the finals, though. That's, but if LeBron gets there, he got a chance. Get ring number five. Edge. Does that put him above Jordan for you or no? No. If he gets number six, six, that's a different story. That'll be tough to tough to talk about. Who's the goat if he gets six? Because then he's oh. He's just making it undeniable. Yeah. There's nothing that no one can question. It's just so hard because if you put in this era, 
Like it's completely different. But if you put LeBron and Jordan's era, it's like can can you say LeBron does the same? I don't know. The game's more physical. LeBron can't flop. He can't be a little crybaby. And Jordan gets foul called I mean, in this era a hundred percent every single time. Like Jordan would own referees in this era. He would literally own a referee. Definitely. <laughs> I think I think I think LeBron though, he would adapt. I couldn't say he would. Just think about it like this. Carl Malone was like considered to be the strongest guy in the fucking league during the Jordan era. Think about it. all through the 80s, the early 90s, 90s. Carl Malone is the strongest person in the league. You know what I mean? People yeah. get hit by Carl Malone, that's raps. But then it's like LeBron's the exact same size as Carl Malone. And then he handles the ball better than fucking John Stockton, you know? So it's like to put him in that type of scenario, it's like, yeah, they'd be beating his ass. But it's like I also think about it like this. In the early 2000s, the physicality hasn't truly – it hadn't truly all, like left the game to the same degree. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like I think he's played in an era where it was much more physical. And I think it was really evident – you know, of what he was capable of throughout his whole, you know, throughout his, like, career early in, that he can play, you know what I mean, with guys who came from the 90s, and he can be that guy that's able to really take it and dish it out more than people, you know what I mean, would consider it, you know what I mean, really being the case. And even looking at, you know, Jordan, not to downplay, but just to, like, kind of go back into him being able to own the refs, he knew how to draw a foul the same way that a lot of guys do now you know if you go back and watch some film it's a lot of times where like there may be some calls where it's like now that's ticky tack you know i mean even considered today but then it's like it's jordan yeah i mean it's he's gonna get every call regardless i mean he's the goat so you can't really say much but bro it's been uh it's been a pleasure having you on dude i appreciate you taking the time bro Dude, I appreciate you having me, man. Like, it's always a blast to come on, talk hoops, talk sports in general. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, it means a lot. I appreciate it, bro. Uh, well, this has been uh, Zaya Brown helping me uh, talk some talk some hoops. Clippers going to the finals, baby. That's all I got to say. But Clip, clip, uh, clip the six. Clips and six. <laughs> But this is going to go ahead and do it. I'm your host, Jackson Burleson. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode of Take Podcast. You guys take care. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me nice. I'm from another world, baby, yeah. Right away, paradise. They think I'm way too cold because I put my heart up on 